Morning. Morning. Good morning to all who have joined us online. Hey, I've been looking forward to this day for some time. I'm excited because today we get to officially and publicly launch a generosity initiative that we are calling Wide Open. And I say launch, but really it is the continuation of uh, the vision of the church that started almost a decade ago. Back in 2015, our church leadership began working on a master plan for our facilities, and that master plan included a couple ideas here. Um, taking the whole uh, entry area of the church from the parking lot and turning it into a fellowship uh, kind of place and also a permanent connection uh, between the main building and what we now call the link. Now, the, uh, what followed in 2016 after this master plan was developed was the Imagine the Potential Generosity Initiative, which accomplished all kinds of wonderful stuff, including the purchase of the building next door, which was renovated into the link and is the center of our WL Kids ministry. And it's used all the time for all kinds of good stuff. Josh mentioned it, here's a couple pictures from um, Friday night. Uh, I was able to go and join in on uh, 40 some um, fifth and sixth graders who were uh, playing the clue game. And here's a picture of that. No, it's not. Okay, you can imagine it, though. <coughs> Let me draw it with a laser. Oh, there it is. Okay, there we go. Uh, so they were playing a big clue game, uh, and that was great. And again, thanks to all the volunteers that helped with that. <clears throat> so a lot was accomplished, well, including this auditorium that we're sitting in today. That was a part of the Imagine the Potential Generosity Initiative, among other things. But it was not the master plan did not get completed in every one of its facets. And then COVID hit, you remember that? <laughs> and uh, then we had some leadership transition, and by God's grace, we uh, bounced back in some really healthy ways from COVID. Uh, you know, uh, average attendance over the past several weeks has been around 900, and uh, we've, we've seen the link packed, packed with kids on a Sunday morning. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, the giving has been strong. Thank you again for very strong year-end giving, which helped out great with uh, the ministry fund of the church. But of course, the most important thing is reaching people, seeing people be baptized and discipled uh, in their faith. And I hope you were here last Sunday to see several people baptized, publicly declaring their faith in Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. So as we saw the trajectory of health in a good spot after COVID, so leadership about two years ago began praying and dreaming and thinking again about continuing on with the master plan and completing it. And then uh, we wanted to do this all in aligning our facilities with our mission, which is to love our neighbors to Jesus, to follow Jesus together, and to equip leaders for our world. And then about a year ago, we hired some consultants to help us with next steps in accomplishing this. And the result then is that we talked in the last six months 
with dozens and dozens and dozens of families, leaders, uh, volunteers in the church. And today, then, we get to launch what we are calling the Wide Open Generosity Initiative. Vision is the art of seeing what is invisible to others. The Apostle Paul had vision. Where others saw only opposition, Paul saw opportunity. In spite of serious persecution, Paul wrote from Ephesus, there is a wide open door for a great work here. He was right. As a result of Paul's risk-taking faith in Ephesus, we read, the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. That is exactly what we at WL Grace pray for, long for, and work for, to see the gospel spread widely and lives change deeply. What are the wide open doors for a great work right here in Winona Lake? Our wide open doors are people, like our neighbors in the community. Jefferson, Grace College, Bear Lane, our wide open doors are children and their families. Our wide open doors are college students. Our wide open doors are our own church family members. Community neighbors, children, college students, church family. These are our wide open doors for a great work. It's not a new work. We've been working on these relationships since we started. However, we believe God is calling us to accelerate this work, to make the most of these wide open doors. What will that take? For the sake of prioritizing relationships, we want to transform the entire entry area of the church, including the existing office suite, into an open, welcoming, cafe-like lobby for making and deepening relationships, not just on Sunday mornings, but throughout the week. In order to bless our neighbors and connect with families, we want to construct an all-weather, enclosed activity space for children, where kids can play and parents can relate. As part of the Wide Open Generosity Initiative, we want to boldly bless our neighbors. There are open doors for a great work here. Will you join us as we spread the gospel widely and impact lives deeply? All right, so that's an introduction to the Wide Open Generosity Initiative. Some great vision there. Uh, but it's about recognizing the wide open doors for a great work that are right here in Winona Lake. And then being willing to take risk-taking faith in order to spread the gospel widely and impact lives deeply. That's what we want to do. That's what we're about as a church. That's our mission. The ushers are going to come now and they are going to hand out the wide open guidebook. So each person can take one of these and you can write your name on it and you can make sure to hold on to it, don't lose it, and bring it back every Sunday for the next uh, three Sundays after today for the whole month of February. The sermon notes will be in the back of, you'll just have space for sermon notes in the back of the book and it's going to be a guide through this month as we talk about wide open generosity. You can use it as a prayer guide throughout the book, our prayer prompts, and we really encourage you to 
pray the prayer prompts in the book. You can get started tonight. Tonight is First Sunday Prayer up in room 103, and we will be uh, singing songs. Terry White, will, man of the year, will be leading us in uh, singing hymns, and then we will spend time praying uh, for many things, including the Wide Open Generosity Initiative. Now, I know it's going to be tempting. It's going to be tempting to sit there and read through the guide, all right? So I'm just going to embrace that. You know, I'm going to embrace it and uh, ask you to turn, and I'll highlight a few pages so we can look at them together. I invite you, when you get your book, to turn to page 8. Turn to page 8. And uh, on that page, uh, you'll see this floor plan. And uh, what we want to do is we want to repurpose some space here at the front of the building. You say, repurpose for what? Well, um, you can read it right up there in the paragraph. Uh, we are called to pursue relationships, meaningful connections with people right around us. This includes immediate neighbors in the community, so our community neighbors, children and their families, college students, and our own church family. So here's what I want you to do is think of these blue spaces as our church uh, intentionally extending itself into our community. This, these will be spaces that overlap with our community so that we can build relationships with people, with our neighbors, in order to reach and to teach and to send people. That's page eight. Look across at page nine and you will see, this is also on the front of the bulletins, you will see the main parts of this generosity initiative. There are five of them, five parts. The first one is to purposefully pursue relationships. We talked about friendship all last month and, and highlighted the importance of friendship and relationship, even in reflecting who God is. And so we want to focus on hospitality, not just on a Sunday morning, that's important, or a Wednesday night when we have lots of ministries in the building, but all week long, every day. And so what we're talking about here is a lobby and cafe-like space where the office suite currently is. This is the entry point to our building, and we want it to be a place where there can be warm reception and hospitality and relationship all week long. It's a point for conversation. It's a place for discipleship. It's where friendship can be deepened. Again, all week long. Think about it. If you want to meet with somebody, even if you have a business meeting or just a relationship meeting or you're discipling someone or there's a Bible study or you need a study for a test if you're a college student, wouldn't it be great if the first thought that came to your mind was, let's go to the church. Let's go to the church. Uh, and that this would be a place where we meet and we greet and we connect and we engage with each other. That's the idea there. This, the second part of the generosity initiative is to create ways to connect with children and their parents and grandparents by intentionally engaging families. How are we going to intentionally engage families? Well, the idea here is to facilitate that by creating an indoor, kind of all-weather uh, activity and play space that also serves as a permanent connector between this building and the link next door. I've learned that, Costco, well, we're blessed to be a part of Costasso County. Costasso County has a, a lot of great advantages, but it also has some difficult things, and one of them is health. Health is a big issue 
especially for kids and exercise uh, during the winter time. And so this would not only meet a pretty significant uh, need for portion of our community in Winona Lake, at least, but it would also be a great way to, to connect with our community spiritually. I think that there would be people who may not normally think about stepping foot into a church unless they had a toddler in January who could go to, <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love my uh, granddaughters and I have one that's almost three and we often get to have her and I've thought more than once in the last couple of months, man, I wish we had this thing done because <laughs> that would be great. But in that context, there's opportunity for all kinds of conversation and connection and relationship and ministry. So that's the idea there, creating connection with families, engaging families. We talk about doing whatever it takes to reach the next generation. And this is kind of a bold move in that direction. Right? Are we, do we mean it when we say that we'll do whatever it takes to reach the next generation? This would be a step in that direction. What's the third part? The third part is a plan for teamwork so that our staff can work effectively. Obviously, if we uh, repurpose the office suite area for a lobby and fellowship area, then we need to do something in order to have workspace for the staff. And we've got lots of good ideas for that, and uh, we'll be sharing those as we go along. I wanna also just say at this point that all the pictures and all the floor plans and everything that you see in the guidebook, that's not necessarily how things will look in the end. It's just helping us to picture it, to imagine it, to see what it could be. And especially in this section about the offices, one of our ideas along the way was to um, put the offices in the lower level of the link. Well, we're, we're thinking about whether that's a, a great idea or not. We've got other options, and so we're continuing to uh, think through the best way that our staff can work together and minister in the community. That's the third part, is a plan for teamwork. The fourth part is to boldly bless our neighbors. How can we increase our engagement with our neighbors? So Josh was just talking about uh, breaking the ice with your neighbors, whether that's your physical neighbors where you live or where you work or where you play. That's important, but, but what about us as a body of believers right here at 1200 Kings Highway? How can we boldly bless our neighbors, whether it's Jefferson across the street? We already have ministries like Second Wind and we help out with backpacks and other things, but how can we accelerate that? How can we uh, go even further with that? What are the wide open doors of opportunity right there or at Fairlane where there are great needs that we wanna be involved with meeting? And Grace College, we love Grace students. And so we wanna think about how can we increase our um, internships and residencies because we recognize our opportunity to be able to partner with Grace College in helping develop young men and women and sending them into a life of ministry and service. How can we do that even more? How can we boldly bless our neighbors? And finally, the fifth part, a church-wide discipleship goal. We want to grow. We want to grow in generosity together. Each one of us taking another step, a next step, maybe a first step in the journey of generosity. I wanna talk a little bit more about that. Turn in your book to page 22. Page 22. And there you can see the two main goals 
of this generosity initiative. And the first goal is a discipleship goal when it comes to generosity and giving. And our, our big, hairy, audacious goal is 100% participation because we feel like all of us uh, have room to grow in what it means to be generous, to reflect God's nature and character in giving from our time and our talents and our treasures. We can all grow in our understanding of God and his generosity and reflecting that. Um, I, uh, in, our, in our life group, we are reading the letters to the seven churches in Revelation. And we just got reading, done reading the one to Laodicea and you remember that um, Jesus says, I wish you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm, and so I want to spit you out of my mouth. And uh, I always get really challenged by that uh, admonition, and I was thinking about where am, I, where am I lukewarm in my life and where am I not lukewarm? And one place where I'm not lukewarm is in giving and in generosity, but the reason for that is because of the previous generosity initiatives in this church. If it hadn't been for the generosity initiative related to the hub, if it hadn't been for the generosity initiative related to the link, I would not have been stretched and would have grown. I would have probably stayed lukewarm in my giving and generosity. But it's because of these times where we as a church come together and say, let's grow together. We're all at different places, but let's all, wherever we're at, take another step in the direction of growing in generosity. That has made a huge difference in my life. And so I'm thankful for it. I know that it is good for all of it, all of us. So it's, it's important that we grow together. We want to follow Jesus together. And this is an important area of following Jesus together. Again, this is not something that we as leadership want from you, it's what we want for you because there's joy in stretching and growing in this area. That's the first goal. Here's the second goal. The second goal is to uh, reach six million in commitments. That is a large, huge, God-sized goal. That's going to take extraordinary generosity and it's going to take everyone participating and taking another step in their journey of generosity. And above all, in this process, we want to listen for what God wants to do in and through us. And I am confident that he will provide whatever we need in order to accomplish his will. So a part of the next several weeks is continuing to discern what God's will for our church is as, as we want to step out with risk-taking faith, see the opportunities for a great work around us, spread the gospel widely, and impact lives deeply. Now, uh, I, I want to tell you that the leaders of the church, the elders, the staff, and several other families in the church have stepped up. Leaders should lead, right? They lead the way. you more about that next week so I encourage you to come next week to hear that but we still have a long ways to go but I do believe that God will provide uh, for what he wants us to accomplish 
Now, it's, a, it's an interesting time in our community. There are a lot of great things going on, exciting things uh, that, that are going to be happening, uh, even in renewal and restoration in our town. But there are also hard things. Uh, just this week, uh, Depew and Zimmer Biomet had a wave of cutbacks, and so people lost jobs. And so we know that lots of people are in different situations in all of this, and we want to be sensitive to that. We want to help each other, encourage each other. As I was thinking about that, I remembered that we did the Hub Generosity Initiative in what year, Bruce, do you remember? 2008. Now, if, if you remember, 2008 was total recession, right? And guess what? God provided everything that was needed for that project. And so um, I'm thankful for that. So that's, this is a huge goal that we need to pray about and we need to seek God's will. And so we're gonna, we're gonna do this together and trust him for the, the scope and for the phasing and for the timing of all of this uh, as we pray together and as we move forward together, God's will will be clear and he'll provide what we need for what he has called us to do. I'm confident of that. All right, turn to page 26 and you'll find some important dates coming up here. <clears throat> First of all, Feb 18, it's two weeks from now. That's a vision evening because you're going to have questions. You have questions. And uh, if this is the first time you're hearing any of this, you can't even begin to absorb it all, right? It's a lot to take in. And I've got a lot of stories and things that I'd like to share with you. I just don't have time to do on a Sunday morning. And so I'm inviting all of you who uh, would like to understand this better and to uh, be a part of an, uh, uh, a question and answer time to come on February 18th. We're going to do a deeper dive on all of this. And I encourage you, if you have a question, to use the QR code, the connect card that Josh was talking about. And you can use that QR code and say, hey, I've got a question. Here's a question uh, about the wide open generosity initiative. So please ask questions because we'll gather those and we will want to respond to those on February 18th. Here's ev something even better. Uh, if you would like to get together with me and talk about this generosity initiative, I would love to do that. And so use the QR code, say, I'd like to get together with Pastor Kip and talk about the Wide Open Generosity Initiative. I I've had dozens of conversations now over the past six months, and I have loved it because I've loved uh, going deeper with people in the church and getting to know them better. So please take advantage of that. Uh, use the QR code and say, hey, I want to get together with Kip. I would love to talk with you face-to-face, uh, person-to-person about this. February 25th, that's the last Sunday of uh, February. That's going to be our commitment Sunday, and that's an important family time. I think this is going to be a, a defining moment in the life of our church. Let's do this together. The, the youth are on retreat, but they're going to come back and join us. It's a family discipleship Sunday with all the kids together. We're going to celebrate committing to God for this project on February 25th. And then on March 17th, we're going to celebrate uh, what God has done. So you can mark your calendars uh, for those dates. And then after March 17th, there's going to be a lot of work to say, here's what the commitments are. Here's what the, our options are uh, with this plan. And then we will come to you as a church family at the end of March or beginning of April to vote on what we are actually going to do. So that is the process.
Finally, turn to page 27, page 27 in the guidebook. What are we gonna do this month? What, what, are you, what are you asking of us? Well, three things. One is to pray. You know, all throughout the guidebook are prayer prompts. Can we all pray those in the course of this month and seek God's will in this? Second of all, listen, listen. Listen to how the Spirit's working in your heart. Be attentive to God's work in your heart and what he wants you to do and how he wants you to be a part of this. And finally, respond according to how God leads you. And the 25th will be an opportunity for all of us to respond to this. <clears throat> okay, now you can turn to page 28, which is our sermon notes for today. <clears throat> So I, I am so thankful to be a part of this church. Uh, I'm exceedingly thankful uh, for all of you and to be able to do this together as a church family. And there's just great joy in understanding God's will uh, for us as a whole church and also individually within that larger picture. And I know that this wide open generosity initiative is gonna be a defining moment for us as a church family, but also for us individually. Uh, but we need to pray, we need to pray about it. Let's pray right now. Father God, I thank you for your unfailing love, for your goodness and grace and mercy and kindness, which are never ending. You are good. You've called us to be on mission for you in the world, and I pray that you would lead according to your spirit, provide according to the abundance of your grace. Thank you that we get to be yours and serve you, and I pray that we would be a light for you in this community. Lord, that the gospel would spread widely and that lives would be impacted deeply. Help us to have a vision for the wide open doors right here where we live and give us courage to step out with risk-taking faith to accomplish this for your glory and our joy. Amen. Okay, I'm going to fit a 30-minute sermon into 10 minutes. How about that? You better buckle up then because here we go. All right, our giver God... So we're going to be talking about generosity over the next four weeks. Um, why? why? Why talk about generosity? Why does it matter? Of course, there's an occasion for it, but there's a deeper spiritual reality that we want to engage with and connect with. Money is one of the most basic realities of life. One of you once told me we ought to only preach and teach on money and sex, because those are the two things that most people care about most. It's also the areas where we are attacked by the enemy the most. It's also areas where we can glorify God the most. I recently read this. Money has been at the center of debate, discussion, romance, marriage, divorce, good health, bad health, prosperity, poverty, peace, war, virtue, and vice since the beginning of time. Is there anything so fundamental and so controversial to human life and existence as money. Money makes the world go round, so goes the cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Of course, it's Jesus himself who talks to us about how important money is as a heart issue. He's the one who said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, what you do with your resources reveals and reinforces what you love. 
your checkbook may say more about your heart and your faith than anything else. Jesus is the one who said you can't serve God and money, which means that generosity as we grow in it is a sign of freedom and a sign of who our master really is. Jesus also said it is more blessed to give than to receive. So generosity is really entering into the joy of who God is. This is all good and true, but here's the number one reason to talk about generosity. Our God is a wide-open giver. Our God is a wide-open giver. Not a close, not a tight giver, but a wide-open giver. He's by nature a giver, and, and not just any kind of a giver. He's a pedal-to-the-metal, pull-out-all-the-stops, wide-open giver. Extravagant doesn't even do justice to his kind of giving and generosity. <clears throat> Look at what James writes about God in James chapter one. James says this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. As the creator, God is the source of everything that is good. Nothing but good comes from God. Stop and think about it for a minute. Why did God create in the first place? Why did God create everything in the first place? You know, some people teach that he was lonely and he needed fellowship. God is three in one and has perfect community within himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Some people say that God needed to be worshipped. He's worth worshipping, that's for sure. There's joy uh, in worshipping him. But there was no deficit in God that led him to create everything. Because God didn't create in order to get anything from us. It's not about getting anything from us. God created everything in order to give. We know that God is love. The Bible tells us that. God is love. And it is the nature of love to give itself. For God so loved the world that he he gave. Because he loved, he gave. Generosity, giving, is an, ex- is an expression of love. God created everything, including us, not to get something for himself, but in order to demonstrate the infinite depths of his love by giving, giving. That's an incredible truth. Let's not just leave it theoretical. Take a moment on your notes there, if you have a pen or pencil, and if not, just think about this for a moment. What are some of the good and perfect gifts you have received from God? What are some of the good and perfect gifts you have received from God? Take a moment, think about that, write it down.
I imagine you wrote things like life, health, family, friends, food, job, hope, those kinds of things. Those are all absolutely critical and important, and we need to be willing to think about these things, about how God has generously given to us. James hits on this one, and it's the central one, the kind of the the best good and perfect gift we get from God. James wrote, he chose to give us birth through the word of truth. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. When he says birth there, he, he isn't talking about physical life, although it's true that God created us, formed us in our mother's womb, that he gave us life and breath. When he says uh, birth, he is talking about spiritual life, about being born again through faith in Jesus. So we're talking salvation here, forgiveness of sin and reconciliation with God forever. And James says that this, this birth comes through the word of truth. What's the word of truth? Well, the most direct referent is the gospel, this wonderful message of uh, salvation through God's grace and through faith in his son Jesus Christ. That's the good news. Wow, that is a gift. Of course, at the very center of the gospel is the person of Jesus himself. The word of truth points ultimately to Jesus himself. He is the living word. He is the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. He is God's greatest gift to us. And he's God's greatest gift to us because in giving us Jesus, God gave us himself completely. He gave us himself completely. That's the greatest act of generosity ever. God became a man in order to live the life that we couldn't live. Jesus obeyed the Father to the very end, all the way to death on a cross. And and that's also why God gave himself completely to us in Jesus. Jesus then died the death we deserve to die. He paid the penalty for sin so that God's just and, and righteous wrath against sin would be satisfied and God could justly forgive us when we put faith in him. God gave us himself completely in Jesus so that Jesus could die and then resurrect triumphant over sin, death, and Satan, our greatest enemies. What a gift. And now he has given us his spirit. Again, himself. God gives us himself completely. When God gives us Jesus in the spirit, he gives us everything. We have everything we could ever imagine because God has given us himself. Forgiveness, freedom, restored relationship, eternal life. How's that for generosity? Wow, that's incredible. He has been so generous to us. Our God is a wide-open giver. And because our God is a wide-open giver, our giver God wants his children to reflect his wide-open generosity for their own good, for their own good. James says that those who are reborn through the gospel are first fruits of all he created. What's he talking about? Well, first fruits... Uh, were offerings at the beginning of harvest. You give the first and the best to God. And when James talks about us, it's about us. We are the first fruits. If we are first fruits, 
What he's saying is that God is eventually going to restore everything. He's going to restore everything to its original pristine fullness and completeness. But he's starting with us. We're the first fruits of that ultimate recreation. And he is recreating us. And, and he's recreating us in his image. And part of that image is generosity, giving, because he's a wide-open giver. He wants us, his children, to reflect that. I had a, a great uh, opportunity this week. It was, on Wednesday, it was Independent Colleges of Indiana Day at the State House, and I went down with uh, President Drew Flam and John T. Van to the State House, and I was able to open the session in prayer. But the great, the great thing about uh, the visit was getting to know the chaplain at the state house, whose name is Matthew Barnes. And he told me his story. Some 20 years ago, some 20 years ago, he stepped out in faith, and he just felt called to go to the state house and be a chaplain there. There was no chaplain position. There was no job description. They weren't looking for a chaplain. There was no funding. There was no money. All right, he's just decided to step out on faith and trust God and uh, went to the state house. And at first he had no access to the chambers and to the offices. He could only stay in the public areas. But he persisted in developing relationships and being a light and being a witness and demonstrating the love of God and listening and taking people to God's word. And uh, now skip forward to today. He stepped out in faith. He, 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 he gave himself because God had uh, given himself completely to Matthew. Matthew stepped out and gave himself to God in a step of faith. And what's cool is that now, 20 years later, they still don't have an official chaplain at the state house or funding in the budget, but the Speaker of the House and the Speaker of the Senate and all the leaders of all the caucuses, Democrat and Republican, come together every year and hold a big fundraiser. And they raise funds to not only support Matthew, who now has access to every single square inch of the state building in everybody's lives and offices, but also his staff. He has a staff and has a powerful impact in ministry. They just, uh, this week, had a Bible study where they have Bibles with the covers that are state house, you know, the Bible, and, and they brought boxes, and way more uh, uh, representatives and senators came than they could even give them Bibles. We should have ordered more Bibles for Bible study. Isn't that awesome? That's so uh, when we, his children, when we, his children, God's children, when, when we demonstrate generosity with our lives, with our time, our talents, our treasure, God, God is glorified, and he provides what is needed, and that is priceless. So what are we going to do with this challenge for today? I would like, first of all, for all of you to stand right now. <clears throat> we want to think a bit about um, God's goodness, and James kind of pinpointed that in the gospel, and uh, this month, our verses to meditate on and to memorize in Romans are all about the gospel. So we're going to say this out loud together. Let's read it out loud together. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God 
and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Now Paul just puts a whole lot of stuff and he scrunches it down. That is a that is a solid piece of meat right there, folks. And so to meditate and to memorize, there's some big words in there. You might want to look some of those words up. What do they mean? Powerful words, important words, but all centered on the gospel. And it shows God's generosity towards us. He is a wide-open giver. And the gospel is, is at the center of that. So, so let's, let's meditate on that and memorize it. All right, you can have a seat. Secondly, if you have received God's generosity, uh, then cultivate, work at cultivating a heart of gratitude. Maybe that's a habit, a habit of uh, thankfulness at home. What's a regular habit of thankfulness that you can pursue? This happened this week down at the State House. So I prayed, fine. Someone I don't know asked me out of the blue, do you have kind of a formula that you follow when you pray? Good question. And I told him about the Acts formula, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And there, was, there were these elements in the prayer. And thanksgiving is so important, we can't forget it, to develop the habit of thanksgiving, even in our prayers to make thanksgiving a habit. As we do that, we, we will recognize the goodness of our our wide open giving God. Thirdly, contemplate a bit. Have I ever tested, maybe trusted is a better word, trusted God when it comes to generosity? Really? Have I ever really trusted God when it comes to generosity? And I told you earlier, some years ago, I would have said I was an kind of an obedient you know, giver, not super generous, but... Uh, somewhat lukewarm, um, and I've been challenged and grown through our successive generosity initiatives, and in this one, I think finally in my life, I'm getting to the point where I'm actually choosing to trust God with generosity, kind of test him and trust him, and that's going to be a strengthening of faith as I see how he works. Let's all, let's all do that. Contemplate. Have I ever tested or trusted God when it comes to generosity? And finally, finally, let's just remember those three things in the book. Pray, pray, listen, and respond. Pray, listen, and respond. Tonight, there's an opportunity at 6 o'clock uh, for First Sunday prayer, uh, but you can do this on your own or as families. Let's make that a habit. Let's pray right now. Father God, I thank you for your unfailing love that you demonstrated to us in Jesus Christ. That you did not create us to get something from us, but you created us to give something to us. And what you gave to us was yourself, completely incredible generosity. We cannot even begin to fathom the limitless greatness of that. So thank you, thank you. And I pray that the, the truth that you have redeemed us with the infinite high cost of your son's death on the cross. I pray that our hearts would be drawn to become more and more like you and to step out in faith and generosity and 
with, with, our, with our time and our talents and our treasures, God. I pray that you would lead all of us in the next weeks and months to take a, a step closer to you in reflecting your giving heart. We pray that you would do that in us for your glory and for our joy. And all God's people said, you are sent. <laughs>